And then we had a, a, a people kitten. Yeah. And so he was Miles from Miles Davis. <laughs> okay. Are you okay? Do we yeah, need no, to take a break? A <laughs> people kitten. Uh, you are now tuned in to drink this podcast. Matt and Paul G. Chatting top quality, you know they always got a free talk policy. Guests speak honestly, no apology. Full spectrum from politics to comedy. Please listen responsibly. A few brew in, chance of animosity. A couple more brew and the crew getting wobbly. No matter this, the park place of podcast monopoly. Drink this podcast. teacher comes and he's like your your son wrote a word on his paper <laughs> and what he's is, five yeah right so he, but even if he wrote it he doesn't know what it means like he doesn't know what it means but he knew he shouldn't be writing okay. it right because one of his classmates said you want to know what the worst word is <laughs> what did he decide the worst word was the, the f word fuck he wrote fuck on his uh he wrote fuck on his sunday school homework oh on the sunday school homework yeah, it was sunday school it wasn't for his like kindergarten it was for his sunday school so I'm, you're that and, guy now now every time you bring him in they're looking at you like what else oh, are you saying I'm in sure front of the they, kid i'm sure they think i should burst into flames every time i walk in the church there we go perfect i'm surprised sometimes i don't burst into flames but you know it's yeah. Oh. Everybody's got to find their church, man. Everybody's got to find their church. I, church, found, I yeah. found one. It's great. I there haven't had go. church in ages. The Church of Atheism? Church of Baseball. Yeah. Oh, hey, there you go. Uh, Susan Sarandon leads, like, the opening line of Bull Durham is there's 108 beads on a rosary and 108 stitches on a baseball. There you go. Uh, that was a great movie. Yeah, it is a great movie. That it, is one of the best sports movies ever made. And for a movie that... Bull Durham, Slapshot, Tin Cup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, for a movie that involves a romantic relationship... In the 80s, like it holds yeah. up well. Like Major League would be a pretty good movie if you cut the all the nasty shit. Well, if you cut out the if you cut out Rene Russo, and not because I think Rene Russo is bad, it's just that her her entire point of being there is to say no and then just be ignored. Yeah. Um, and also the kind of racist, well, not even kind of the racist, like well, but voodoo it was stuff. the Indians, right? So, but it, that was before yeah. that was that was before you realized it was racist. Mm-hmm. It was just funny. Yeah, but there's, uh, there's a lot of things about stuff that I said and laughed at in the 90s yeah. that I now think would not be funny. Oh, I shouldn't have laughed that at I that. I don't think it was like looking back on it. I probably laughed at it then. Mm-hmm. And if I had the same thing in front of me now, I'd be like, dude, that's very problematic. Yeah. Well, I'm reading Ball Four. Uh, and who you want to talk about a problematic book that's, you know, it's entertaining. But I'm like, this is a fucking pretty racist. What you just wrote there, Jim. I get that it probably wasn't considered racist at the time. But oh, boy. No, it's it's weird how like I've watched all that change go on like cuz I'm I'm a hair older than yeah, you. Yeah, not much. You're but a millennial. Bit. You're yeah. a square millennial, right? Firmly, yes. And I am a zennial. Okay, so you're like 80-ish. I'm zennials is 77-83. Okay. So you had a fully analog No child- tapping on the table. Sorry. You had a fully analog childhood and a fully digital adulthood. Okay. So, yeah, yeah. And I, got I like my, that. That's the best designation I've ever heard. I got my first email address my last year of high school. Okay. And I got my first, like, 
my own internet connection that I could log into the internet without going somewhere. It was like first year university. Okay. But back then, if you wanted pornography on the internet, you were waiting. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, so I got my first email address in high school. I was in like, oh no, maybe I was in like ninth grade. Yeah. I was in ninth grade when I got my first email address for sure. And I, I had my own computer by the end of 10th. I got my first cell phone when I was 27 years old. And like, and it wasn't a smartphone. No. Like, it, remember when your cell phone was a phone? Phone? Yeah, I do. Um, and, like if you wanted to send a text message, you had to press the same button three times to get the right letter. Uh, see, I I don't remember you that. Don't remember I remember that T9. Are, you are a whippersnapper. Yes. I remember having a flip phone. My first two phones were not smartphones. My flip phone could text, and it was right at the time that texting, like you could get a unlimited texting plan. Like, oh, te- I didn't have that. Texting was not ubiquitous. And somebody taught me how to use T9. Well, they're like, mm-hmm. just spell the word and it'll guess. Like it's you, like nine times out of 10, it's going to yeah. guess the right word. So I teach It my was f- the original damn you autocorrect. Yeah, exactly. Because I had to teach my phone to spell Kierkegaard and eventually <laughs> it learned, <laughs> uh, which is a pain in the ass to type out on a nine, is, on a 12 digit keyboard. That was when you were a, a, a terrible cheese eating philosophy student. Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah. Welcome Should to drink. We say hello. Yeah, welcome to drink this podcast. We're, uh, we're the podcast, podcast where we celebrate good drinks and good conversation. Are we on Treaty Seven land now? Paul keeps pestering me to do this. This is Treaty Seven. This land, is tre- yes. uh, broadcasting from Treaty Seven land in Airdrie. Uh, my name is Matt, and today I am joined by a uh, repeat guest, uh, Mr. Owen Yegbeer Judge. Say hello, Owen. Hello. So thank o- you for having me back. Hey, I thanks. really enjoyed it the first time. You were I'm great. Sorry, the first I got to stop tapping. You the do table. have to stop tapping on yeah, the table. Just, so. I think we had you on almost a year ago, exactly. It was. It was just after the competition last year. It was like the week after mm-hmm. last year. And I remember it was extremely cold because I was standing outside of Paul's apartment. Right. And he wouldn't buzz me in. And we, because you, we we had learned the winners before the winners were announced. Like, That's right. We had to delay the release, well, delay, like we released them on time. Yeah. <laughs> but we had to delay the release of the podcast because we couldn't spoil who the winners were before the Alberta Beer Awards were announced. So uh, we're recording today in Fitzsimmons Brewing. Uh, or at Fitzsimmons Brewery? Is it Fitzsimmons? Fitzsimmons Brewing. Bre- yeah. Fitzsimmons, Fitzsimmons Bre- Brewing? Hang on. There's car- got to be cards here. Fitzsimmons Brewing Company. Okay, we're at Fitzsimmons Brewing Company. Airdrie, Alberta, established eh, 2018, I want to say. Yeah, I'll go with that. Um, they have been super hospitable to us. Very. I love these folks. Uh, so this has been the home of the Alberta Beer Awards judging for the past two days. Probably going to do another half day another tomorrow. Another half day, yeah. I participated in judging today. It was a good, it was a good day's worth of judging. Yeah. I had fun. Did you have any good beers? Um, yeah. I actually, I once again guessed what one of the beers was okay. pretty comfortably, which I'm always impressed with myself when I can, I'm like, oh, you, I know what that what, beer is. What category were you uh, Sour. Fruited kettle sours. Well, once you get, well, I don't know, because like fruited kettle sours is you might think you know but oh no it, i wrote the number down i confirmed it oh, okay i i wrote the you're wrote really the making me look bad in front of everybody <laughs> because my solid position is that for most categories the judges will not be able to t- but for like fruited sours they're so specific mm-hmm. if you are judging ipas i 99 percent guarantee you cannot pick those ipas out of a lineup especially if you're drinking like a dozen of them yeah Oh, and it's one of the things I kind of love about the format is that 
it's always nice at the end of the day to come back and see the labeled samples. Because what we get as judges is a little sample cup with a number written on it. And the first two digits are the category number. And the next two digits are the like like a sample random number. Two-digit number. Yeah. Um, and then you you taste and kind of, at least the way I've, we've all, it's always been done at my tables has been, sorry, excuse me. Ooh, excuse me. You all right there? Yeah, we're good. Has been kind of like taste them all judge each one and then kind of one two three four like rank them out like this one yeah, we can put that's aside our, that's not going to advance that's that's how our competition does it not everybody does no. it that way but we do it that way because we figure it's the most effective way to get like the subjectively best beers mm-hmm. because when you're doing a homebrew competition you have like very strict guidelines that you're judging against to see how close can i as a homebrewer get to making a classic commercial style of beer. Yes. And for commercial beer, you're not trying to copy or emulate anybody. You're trying to produce something that's awesome that people want to drink. That somebody wants to pay money for. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So doing it this way where it is, and ours is very much more subjective than a standard homebrew Yes, and I always appreciate the discussion. I always feel like I learn things when I do this, which is, is great. Uh, the first year I did it, I sat with Don Tess and Don. Oh, he's great. Yeah, is great. Um, Hi, Don. Hey, next year I want you to, or next time we do this, uh, I want you to sit me with Foster because I want to learn things from Foster. Okay. Too. I, I heard him today. He was close to me, but I was like, oh, I could learn. I Jason could learn. is a very intellectually rigorous judge, like very intellectually rigorous. He thinks very hard about everything, which is both what I love about him and what makes him so amusing to yeah. hang out with when I'm just making fun of him. <laughs> We went out drinking last night, me and Jason. We said we went on. Uh, we we went to. Uh, we started here at Fitz, and we said I had yeah. a couple of pints at Fitz, and then we went to Outcast, uh, and uh, unfortunately Patrick wasn't there, and I was so sad that Patrick wasn't there, and I didn't get to. Well, like, man, does have like hurl a hundred well, kids? Yeah, he's way too many kids. Like once you have three kids, that's it. You're dumb, right? You think that's the perfect amount of children? Perfect, is that because that's the that's amount of children you're that's about the to have? Of children I'm about to have. Yeah. Is this like the Sam Adams Brewing Company? Like what a small brewer is scales up with that's Sam right. Adams. That's exactly correct. <laughs> I have I I currently have the exact correct number of children, and when my next one is born, I will still have the exact <laughs> correct number of children. But no, it's like the having, Supreme Leader you know, is dead. Long live the Supreme Leader. Children are like cats, though. Okay, if you have a cat, then you just you have a cat. Lots of people have a cat. Yeah. Right. If you have two cats, then okay, they keep each other company. Lots yeah. of people have two cats. Okay, whatever. You got three cats. Now you're that person with we, all those cats. Yeah, not, at that point, you're the guy with the cats. You're the guy with the cats. And so now, very soon, I'm going to be the guy with the kids. Yeah, that's fine, though. Yeah, like, no, I mean, it's you just got to lean into it because, like, it's, I, I mean, I know. I because I listen to your podcast. I know that you are childless by choice. Yes, right? you got you've decided that you do not want to be a parent, and I struggled with it for a long time. Yeah. I was ambivalent about being a parent, and and you know I could have gone either way, and I didn't like. I mean, it's weird to say I didn't have strong feelings either way. It was more like I had strong feelings both ways. Yeah, and that's so that's the way I was. Yeah. Like I would have gone either way. Uh, we've. We talked about initially, and I like it. Actually, came up the other day, which I found kind of interesting. Um, that if we were, if we decide that we want to have, we want to have a another human being in the house, we'll like we'll adopt, okay, uh, and probably an older. Mm-hmm. Like our our goal would be to adopt, a, a, like not a baby, yeah, because um, like 
I I did once ruin a fucking birthday by telling her that <laughs> if if you had the means to adopt a child and you had your own because you were worried about like passing on your genes, you were an objective monster or something. <laughs> Cuz I'm I'm a contrary person. I I like to I like to argue. I don't like to fight, but I do like to like I like to spar, right? So I, I, I had adopted the position a little aggressively. <laughs> oh, I can't imagine that. Oh, yeah. No, I can't possibly <laughs> imagine me doing that. But no, we, we'd always talked about, like, if that's what we're going to do, I think adoption would be the way we'd want to go for the perspective that there's a lot of kids on the planet. If I'm going to raise one, it doesn't really have to be mine. Like, I don't feel that burning need to, to you procreate. You don't feel the need to put it out there, so to speak. Yeah, no, I don't. Yeah. I don't feel that need at all. And I, like, I also don't feel I'm... I'm a right, the right person to have children to begin with. <laughs> you know what? Nobody is the right person to have children to begin with. Uh, like yeah, it's, true. it's the ultimate learn on the job thing. Yeah. When, and I'm the youngest child of my, like of my, in my family. Are you a big, do you come from a big family? No, it's just, it's me and my brother and hang on. Where's my water? There you go. <clears throat> so it's me and my brother and like, I had younger cousins, but I hardly ever saw them because we lived like way away from most of my family when my cousins would have been quite young. So my experience with very young children and babies when we had our first was like I had seen them on TV sometimes. That was it. <laughs> right. I well, had no your, idea. Isn't your first son's name? Your first son's name is Miles, right? Yeah. After Miles. Davis, Miles right? Davis, that's right. Okay, I remember you coming into, yeah. the, into when and, I worked at Alley Cat, yeah, and, and telling me why that's the case. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we so we've always named our pets and children with music themes. So our we had two cats when we got married, banjo and mandolin, mm-hmm. okay, and Banji and Mandy, and then we oh. had Coda, and then uh, Billy for Billy Holiday, okay, and then we had a, a, a people kitten, yeah. And so he was Miles from Miles Davis. Okay. Are you okay? Do we yeah, need no, to take a break? <laughs> People kitten. Uh, and uh, and then Josephine, so Josephine Baker. Right. And then we, for both our most recent cat and for our next child, we're breaking that tradition. Really? So our most recent cat is named Simon. Uh, and he is named after the bravest cat in history. This sounds like a story. <clears throat> Well, yeah, it is a story. So um, there is uh, you're you're familiar with the Victoria Cross. It's the highest medal yeah. for valor in the British Commonwealth, yes. right? So there is an animal equivalent, which is uh, awarded by the British. I think it's the British Humane Society. Okay, and it's called the Dickon Medal. Okay, you, and they give they legitimately they give, a, give they this legitimately to give a medal to an animal, huh. and so there has like it's typically won by dogs. Yeah, right because. Yeah. Because you you know you got dogs out in the trenches. Yeah, or whatever, service or like animals. Service animals, or you got. Uh, but this is, is a, a, this is for military. I was valor. Say it's a military. This military is for deal? military valor. So horses. Yeah. Dogs. Yeah. And pigeons. Okay. Because carrier pigeons, yeah, right? Because they would carry messages. One time, this has been awarded to a ship's cat. Huh. So it was uh, on the HMS Amethyst, which was an upgunned corvette that got dispatched to the Far East during the. Uh, to sort of show the flag during the Chinese Civil War in the late 40s. And so they come under fire from red artillery up the Yangtze River. So on one side of the river is the nationalist forces, and on the other side are the communist forces. And so they're in between them. They come under fire, and the, the communist forces say, you ain't up anchor and leaving here. 
or we're going to, like, there is nothing yeah. that will do damage to a ship like close-range ground-based artillery. Right. And they had everything they had point, huh. pointed at this. And so they're sitting there, they're under fire, and there's a bad rat infestation. Huh. Now, they had taken some shelling, and so there was damage to the ship. They were wounded. The cat had been wounded. Oh, no. So the cat Not recovered. The cat. the cat was wounded. They didn't think it was going to live because it was like half of it was hanging off kind of thing. Like it was badly wounded. His fur was all singed off and, and whatever. So they take it down into the sick bay, and they stitch him up just like any other member of the crew. He wipes out this nasty rat infestation that's eating all the – because if, if you're – if you're under siege and there are rats eating your food, you're screwed. Yes. Right? So You'll the, starve. The, so the ship's cat went, wipes out the whole rat infestation because they didn't touch land for however long. Yeah. So the you know the rats, yeah. whatever people say about rats can swim, they weren't swimming and then climbing the sides yeah. of the ship, right? So whatever rats were left on the were ship, the only rats Simon there. wipes them out, huh. ma- makes it so that they could survive the siege. Right. And then when he's not at night ratting, in the daytime, he goes up and he crawls up into the sick bay and he crawls up and he's he's sleeping and purring with all the crew members Aww. and raising morale. Huh. And so he was mentioned in dispatches by the captain. Mentioned in dispatches is a big thing right. in the British Empire where it's like it's like it's like a metal light. Okay. So the cat gets mentioned in dispatches and then the media starts blowing up this ship's right. cat. And then by the time it by the time they get the crew back to the UK and they bring the cat with this them. This cat's fucking Then famous. the cat is famous and gets the Dickin medal. Huh. Um, and if you read the act, like the, and of course, like any medal, the, you get the medal and then you got the official citation. Right. Here is here is the things of valor that yeah, were the done. reasons that we gave the reasons you that stuff. we give them. And you read and like as a pet owner, I'm like crying reading this, <laughs> right? And so, uh, and then he dies in quarantine on the way back oh, to no, uh, to the UK because he was going to go and live with like the captain's extended family. Yeah, and then he dies in quarantine. So there you go. He was posthumously awarded the Dickon Medal, the and, highest and, honor for pet valor. And you're gonna name your next child after this? No, cat? that's what my current <laughs> that's cat. That's current cat's name is okay. And then I'm not telling you what my next kid is named because doesn't have that's under yet. embargo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Much harder than any of the beers. Um, based on our conversation before this, I feel like you'll appreciate this. I want. I've decided I want two Great Danes. Like, oh, I love those. Staggered slightly because they don't live very long. Yeah. But I need to get one and name it Crash. And then like a year later, get a second one and name it Nuke. So Crash can teach Nuke how to be a good Great Dane. <laughs> Kelsey's like, why? Is this, a, is this a video game thing or a baseball thing? I was like, <laughs> it could be both. <laughs> video game thing. So, okay. So I bought a new laptop. Okay. But when I say a new laptop, I bought like the cheapest. La- I bought a three hundred dollar laptop. Yeah, you and I have done the same thing yeah. very recently. Yeah, I bought a three hundred dollar laptop. Laptop because I was like, whatever. But I thought I'll download. I'll see what's the best video game I can download for this. And do you want to know what video game I'm I'm playing on this? Fallout. Fallout New Vegas. New Vegas, eh? Yeah. Huh. I've never played it on a on a like computer before. It would seem so weird to me. Yeah. Oh god, I love that game. Have, yeah. have, it is such a good game. Yeah, you're you're not a, a video gamer. I'm not a video gamer. Like seriously, that is the first video okay. game I've paid money for in ten years. Oh wow, because they uh, that studio just released recently released a game called The Outer Worlds that, mm-hmm. like, as a listener of the show, know that we've been pining for good Fallout s content, yeah. and The Outer Worlds scratches a lot of the itches okay. that I want out of that kind like, of what's game. What's the format? Is it a similar format? Yeah, so it's a it's a first person shooter. You're like but in, like a big world first person shooter. Yeah, right? there's like multiple planets you can okay. travel around to, and like uh, you're it's a shooter RPG. Yes, yeah, exactly. It, it is very much in the it, uh, it's a it's like a a knockoff Fallout game, yeah. or it's you know it's Static Shock, but 
better, right? It's yeah, no, it's great. I love the I love the world building of Fallout. Yeah. Like the the weird tongue in cheek but also creepy like horror. It's it Is tongue in cheek retro future comedy horror diesel punk. Yeah. Uh, is the is New Vegas the one? No, I think that's Fallout Four, where they have where the the Enclave is a big yes, the Enclave yeah, is a big four. a big element of it, and there's the Malcolm McDowell iBots that float around and <laughs> like blast the propaganda. That's Malcolm McDowell. Yeah. Uh, are we doing ginger ale and root beer? Uh, we can do either or both. Let's do gin- okay. So uh, speaking of having children and whether you should be good at whether you could be good at that or not, as we're as the judging is going on, um. Kind of love that I get to try like 30 beers and not be drunk because I'm only drinking like an ounce or two of each of them, but it would be nice if I knew what they were. However, I come out to to the main like front space in the brewery and Owen is sitting there with two children and they're doing a little like root beer judging. I thought that was so adorable that Owen is like guiding these kids through how to judge liquid, but with soda. And I was like, that's great. Can we do that? He says, yeah, sure. So we got a bunch of sodas lined up here and I think we might do a little... A little judging. Why don't we start with one of these, and okay. then if we're having an awesome time, we'll okay. do the other one. Okay, sounds good. What do you, what, like? Which one do you prefer? I don't. Let's do ginger ale. Okay. Uh, um, that was that would be put my a preference. Pin in this and maybe get some ice because these are warm. Yeah, yeah, we can get some ice. Uh, so here's what we'll do: is we'll do we'll do some ginger ale judging, um, and at the end and then we'll, we'll just get wrecked. Yeah. And then we'll go get Michael. We'll talk about the Mandalorian yes. and and uh, other things. Okay, so we're gonna take a break and we'll be right back. And we're back. Uh, no could, couldn't find any ice, so we're doing a warm ginger ale tasting. Well, you uh, were just saying that the sign of a really good beverage is that you can drink it warm and it's still good. Yes, that is the the measure of quality for any beverage should be how good it is warm. So we've got four four ginger beers. Quit smoking? Good yeah, like for you. Four or five years ago. How, how are we sitting in a brewery owner's office? There's no fucking bottle open. So while well, you're looking for bottles. <laughs> well, you're looking for a bottle opener. What the fuck was I going to say? So I was going to complain about how, uh, like, this is such a six o'clock in the morning till, oh, yeah, we're opening the shit out of that. This is such a six o'clock in the morning till one o'clock in the morning kind of job while I'm doing like the organization for organizing the, the awards yeah, when I'm organizing the awards. Like I notice by about this point in the competition that I smell very bad because I haven't had a shower since Wednesday. Oof. It's awful. So um, let's pour all of them here. Okay. So as you can see, oh, yeah. Oh, shit. Don't get it on the microphone. I'd rather you get it on the microphone than the board. So how did how did you end up doing a soda judging with those like who were those kids? Uh, did you meet <clears throat> Did you meet Michelle? Uh, yes, I did. So Michelle is uh, she is one of our stewards. She is uh, uh, a she's a little bit on Twitter, and sh- her daughter is very on Twitter and had been very into the beer scene. And, and then uh, what the hell? Where's this one? Okay, you got that one. All right. And she just tweeted at me one year. Um, hey, beer judging sounds fun because every year I put out like one tweet. Hey, does anybody want to come and judge? Right. Right. And she was like, I'd like to try judging. I don't have any qualifications. And I was like, no, no, you don't want to judge. You want to be a steward because that's the good job. Yeah. Uh, 
And but yeah, she is. Oh, you already poured one of those for me. Okay. Yes. All right. So yeah, so you're good. that is okay. Now I know where all these are. I know what all these are from the look. Okay. Yeah, they all look. So very if we distinct. were doing this properly, these would have been brought into us by uh, mm-hmm. by well oiled and muscled young men with their speedos. Yeah. And bow ties. And bow ties. Yes. But because we are we aren't really doing it properly, we just poured them ourselves. So we actually know what these are. Yes. So we're really faking out here. Um, so, but should we tell the listeners what they are or should we just be silent on that and say A, B, C, and D? Um, no, let's tell it. Like, Why don't we do A, B, C, and D and then we'll decide when we're done whether we want to reveal. Yes. Okay. I like that. Yes. Okay. Yes. yes. Uh, what do you want to start with? Uh, let's start with. What do we call um, an A? I, okay. This one I know. What I did with the kids because ginger, ginger ale can be. A, it's a very broad category, right? Because yes. it can go from pretty light and refreshing to holy shit, I just ch- chomped into a yeah. block of ginger. So I would say that this is probably this is probably a fair order here. So we got one that's very pale, one that's a little pink, one that's kind of caramel colored, and one that's hazy as fuck. Okay, I've got them in that order. So we're going clear pink. We're gonna start start and clear and then go pink. Uh, caramel and hazy. So let's start with the pale one. So you start, you smell it. Mm-hmm. You look, well, first you look at it, right? Yeah. Drink Clear. to me only with thine eyes. The first bite is with the eye. That's right. So we look at it. So this one is very pale. Very. But it's like it's got a little bit of a yellow kind it, of tinge to it. But it doesn't look like it's got like caramel color or anything like no. that. And it looks like any any color is that is there is coming from like flavor ingredients. Yes. And it's a little, little bit hazy. It's not perfectly clear. It's obviously unfiltered. Mm-hmm. So let's have a sniff. So, picture for. Oh, are you going to do a picture? All right. Don't get me in the picture for shit's sake. Nobody wants a picture of that. Just so they can see. You know, it it can be very unnerving for people to see a, a brick wall with a Siamese pipe connection walking around like live in person. Yeah. It's like. <laughs> You expect to see that at, you know, built into the side of a building. You don't expect to see it talking to you. <laughs> and it's something that I've had to learn to live with, this reaction that I get from people. Like, uh, what's the name of the giant red Looney Tunes character, like, covered in fur? Oh, yeah, no. Um, what is Tiny or Harry or yeah. something like that? I know the one you're talking yeah. I He was always one of my favorites. Yeah, me too. I don't know why, because it's, like, so random. So this... What do you smell in here? Ginger. Ginger. Like, this smells like ginger. Yeah, it's like great. So Kelsey and I do the do a HelloFresh box during the week. So okay. it's three meals, and often they come with ginger, and you got to grate it. Mm. And that's, this smells like just yeah, fresh, grated fresh ginger. ginger. And when you're dealing with ginger, there's different ginger flavors and smells. There's fresh ginger. Yeah. There's candied dried ginger. Yeah. And there's dried powdered ginger. And you would call this fresh. This ginger. is definitely a fresh ginger aroma which is what you typically find in a commercial ginger ale that you buy like at the grocery store this one this one is yeah okay we're not telling you the listener we're just showing just so i know which one we're dealing with you don't you as the listener don't want to see what we're showing each other no Oh, it smells great though. It is very like it's so fresh I, ginger smell. Like you want ginger ale to smell like ginger. Yeah, because this this smells ginger like ale. ginger. Mm. It's got fresh ginger on the nose. All right, let's have a sip. Okay. So, what do you taste there? 
get more of the ginger. More ginger kind of hangs out in the finish, so you get a little mm. bit of burn on, yeah. the, on the tongue when it's done. And ginger's neat because it has that is an element that it has. It has a burn. Yeah, it's like drinking a chili beer, mm-hmm. right? Because a chili beer you want to have a certain burn, but you don't want too much. There's a there's like a candied quality to it. Like there is definitely a sweet characteristic, yep. uh, and like specifically sweet. So when rarely do booze judges or booze hounds use the word sweet to describe something in a positive way yeah but this is this like, is a soda that we're yeah drinking, exactly so. <laughs> uh so like people will say oh that's so sweet and my response is usually no it's actually fruity yeah. what you're what you're describing is fruity but this has a like a sugary character to yeah. it but in a you know like it, it's almost like candy ginger on the on the tongue fresh ginger on the nose yeah and i i absolutely agree with you on that i would say it's a bit it's almost like powdered ginger dissolved into like pale honey. Yeah. Yes. Honey would be a great. Uh, yeah. Yes. The kids like caught that. the honey. Mm-hmm. That was. Oh, yeah. The kids are good at this. Children are natural beverage judges mm-hmm. because they just say what it tastes like and smells like. They yeah. don't try and get bogged down in technicalities. Yeah. And they also haven't and had they, years to destroy their palate no with. No filter. With smoke and Bad they spicy will, food. And... They will make terrible faces if they don't like it, yeah. and that happened. Oh, yeah? On the root beer or on the ginger ale? On on the ginger ale. The root beers all got a pass. Okay. Okay. Ginger ale, like, I always thought that root beer was what people would mess around with more, but I honestly think the ginger ale is... Interesting. ...is the more mess-aroundable thing because it lends itself to adding ingredients because ginger ale by itself is pretty simple. Yeah. Right, it's ginger. Yeah, but ginger lends itself to other flavors For, uh, to adjuncts. Yeah. So, what do you think of this one? I like it. So, I, I the reason I picked ginger ale is because, like, over the past like five or six years, I've developed quite the taste for it. Um, I was not a ginger. I was actually more of a root beer person when I was yeah. a young child because they are they do tend to be sweeter. This is like, it's nice. I get it's like drinking. It's it's like drinking Craft Canada Dry. Like, yeah, it, it's, Craft Canada Dry. That's a very good description. For it, this. it it tastes like a commercial ginger ale, just kind of better, right? Yeah. Like kind of a little more authentic. That is an awesome way to describe that. Yes, absolutely. I liked it. So That's good. we like this one. So now what I what I do when I'm judging in this kind of best of show, we're gonna pick our favorite, our second favorite, right. or third favorite sort of thing is I physically will arrange them. So the, the, my yeah. favorite one is the closest to me, and my least favorite is the farthest away because okay. I'm petty that way. So I'm going to put this one here so okay. far because we've only tasted one, so right. obviously it's the closest. Yes. Right? So let's move on to the next one. This one is – okay, so do you want to describe this one? So it's it's got similar clarity. Like it's clearly unfiltered, but it has a, a pinkish hue as opposed to a a kind of a yellow or, or a greenish tinge. Are we are we judging? Car- I guess we're not really judging carbonation, are we? Well, I mean, it, carbonation is an element to it. So, but carbonation in beer and in soda is a little bit different yeah. because the carbonation in soda tends to be a. Okay, here's a. Te- I'm going to throw out a technical beer term for Ooh. you. Bead. You know what I mean when I say bead. Yes. Your listeners probably don't. Yes. So when you say bead, the bead is the size of the bubbles in yeah. your drink. Imagine the bubble so is a bead. A tight bead is small bubbles. And a loose bead is big bubbles. And okay. so most people for most beverages think a tight bead shows a higher quality. I don't know if that's true, but for especially for beer, it tends to show like the protein levels are yeah. sufficient to have a good head and whatever. <laughs> but for soda, the only thing, like I don't even know what's holding together the bead in soda. Well, I think caramel you, color, like maybe. Yeah, and, and that's like when you kind of 
think about it a little more deeply like head retention is important in beer and that's got something to do with the alcohol whereas soda if you like pour a soda and it foams over the foam's gonna you don't want to be sitting there waiting for an hour so you can pour the other half of your soda yeah and it will just like the foam will dissipate quickly i wonder if that's what if the chemically if that's to do with i think it just has to do with there's less protein Mm. in a soda than there is in beer because if you think about beers that get really foamy it's high protein beers with lots of wheat in them like belgians and wheat beers yeah so because this doesn't have any protein in it it's only got sugar, yeah. and that's the only thing that's going to give you good head retention is like if the sugars are complex enough to form long chains and turn into bubbles. Right. So all that having been said, nerd. Um, this is just a nice pink color. Mm-hmm. It's gorgeous pink. It color. is it's beautiful. It's so like my my daughter would love this because she loves anything pink. Yeah, it is aesthetically pleasing yeah. for sure. So uh, let's have a smell. Smells like lemonade. Lemonade. Yep. Smells like pink lemonade. Mm-hmm. So it, I, I it's a th- pretty straightforward smell. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it smells like pink lemonade. Uh, I, I'm sure I've said this on the show many times. I've probably even said it to you, but like that's part of what I love about lemons and limes. Like blind man's lemons and mm-hmm. limes is it's so close to limeade or yep. lemonade that like used that my grandmother used to make out of frozen yep. concentrate. Like it, and this it's is, really tied to a memory. This is the pink right. lemonade version of that. Yeah, exactly. When the first words that came out of my mouth when we were drinking this cold mm-hmm. was that would go good with gin. It would. Sip. And if Paul was here, he would explain how to make a cocktail out of it. Yes, but he would. we're just going to put gin in it. Yeah, I'm, I'm. We're not fancy. No, I don't have the biggest bitters collection in Edmonton no. or wherever. Is that is. what he claims? I I know he said at one point, like, and this was early in the aromatic in the bitters yeah. craze. This is like, before it got into something that your average. Yeah, Paul had. Like, an extensive bitters collection. Before there was such a thing as a bitters bro. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, Paul was the original bitters bro. Okay, I don't. Sorry, I don't bud. see Paul as a bro. I mean, as bro as you can be about as he could be about anything. Yeah, yes, okay. that's true. So, flavor wise, you know, the flavor sort of mm-hmm. follows through. Pink lemonade. There's not as much ginger in this. No. No. This was entered as a ginger ale, but the actual name is Saskatoon Lemonade. Yes. So, which is probably spoilers. What spoiler? It spoiler. Is. I think everybody now knows. Well, yeah. not everybody, like but some people. Four know. people know what that is. But it's not actually a ginger ale. It's 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 a it's a lemonade. Right? Yeah, and it, and it so it it's also clearly got real lemon in it because as so I don't know what the name for the process is, but when you swallow and inhale, like. Um, aspirate yeah there you go thank you Nerd. i don't think that's actually it that's like it's just if you're choking is you're aspirating oh um it just like it i means know that... when you go like this <laughs> i thought that was aerate aerate oh yeah there you go but like there's a, a technique when tasting booze where or tasting anything really whereas you swallow inhale draw air over your tongue uh, and this gives like a, a like a numbing acidity almost. Yep. Uh, like, so you, like it this, feels like this has a, a feel as much as it has a flavor. Yes, absolutely. The acidity is right there. Mm-hmm. A big part of this, a big part of the enjoyment of this is the the texture and the yeah. the mouthfeel that it leaves you with. Yeah, exactly. And that's where like I think that it could stand to have a layer of complexity added with some gin. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I would be. I wouldn't put limoncello in here because that would be it would overdo it. Yeah. Uh, but what kind of gin? Like, we wouldn't want anything. Nothing too, like, complicated. Like cumbery like or Tanqueray, you know, okay. maybe beef eater. Something simple. Something 
Ginny. Yeah, I would like something more herbaceous than vegetable. Something that's something juniper and clean. Yeah. Yeah, nothing like too... nothing that's a fancy craft gin. No, it would be. I mean, it wouldn't be a waste, but it wouldn't be a waste. But like, if I was gonna put a fancy craft gin in here, I would put Strath Spirits in, because Strathcona Spirits to me is the ginniest craft gin. Yeah, and that's what I love about it, is it is it's the pretty... ginniest craft gin you can buy. Like, I don't want to call I'm it basic, but simple. Like it's a well-executed real gin yeah. that focuses on being a gin and not being a like flavored gin because yeah. a lot of craft gin is a is essentially flavored gin. Yes. So it's gin with or it's gin in the style of. Or yeah. Like, not just gin. We put something fancy in our gin to make it rainbow colored. You know, whatever, right? <laughs> so no offense to people with funny colored gins. No, I no. Love your gins. Uh, a friend of the show, Chris Connolly, has been was once asked if he was in charge of collecting the butterfly pea. <laughs> um, also, every time somebody says gin, my instant thought is, uh, it's a wonderful life, their they're housekeeper. Why do they need gin? No gin tonight, son. Aw, oh, dad, not one drop. Why do they need gin, boys and girls? Oh, my goodness. God, I love that movie. So what do you think of this one? What do you think of that? I like it. Like, it's... <sighs> Sweetness is becoming something I find harder and harder to enjoy in large quantities mm-hmm. in a beverage these days. And I, I really, I, I wish I could go back and tell my younger self to shut the fuck up about it. Cause I used to like, I, I used to think, like, no, there's no way that my tastes are going to evolve beyond enjoying this delicious root beer, but this is really quite good. And I like, I do like the, the, the mouthfeel on the finish. Yeah. Like, the that's, finish is, it's a tart finish Mm -hmm. it gives leaves you with a pucker for a good while this would show better if it was cold yes it would if it even if it was like just a bit colder i know it's kind of apocryphal these are all room temperature i would almost love to do this in like a frozen cocktail of some kind like um nothing like tequila and that in a frozen cocktail yeah Oh, you're giving me ideas yeah that would be pretty good right and again i know like blended frozen drinks are Sat, or not not exactly considered I love blended frozen drinks shut up uh, okay fine. I, don't so that's that one. I think that one would i think that one would show better cold in fact it did yeah and, and it, but it shows well now it shows like, well now I would... it's fine but to me that needs to be a little bit colder mm-hmm. any any anything that has that tartness or a ginger burn needs to be served cold yeah. because the tartness and the the ginger are fighting against the physical temperature of the beverage yes it's good and I if like they're that. warm and you're getting ginger burn then it's not the best thing you're ever going to drink. It's a little unpleasant. Yeah. yeah. Which is why we're sad we have no ice. So, all that having been said, um, so do you like this one better or you like this one better? Let's physically locate them. So, I, I still think I prefer the first one. If like Based on ginger ale, Like this almost feels like an outlier in that it's not quite a ginger ale. I'm sure there's ginger in it. I still think I prefer the first one. Okay, so we'll put that one there, that one there. This has got to make great radio. Oh, yeah. This is probably the most exciting radio that has ever been made. You want me to take a picture? Again, try not to get my junk in there. I won't. All right, so... So the next one, this one is... We're calling this one the caramel-colored one. Yes. And this looks the most like a classic traditional ginger ale. Yes, it's got a, like you say, very caramel kind of light... Like a pale caramel. Yeah, It yeah, looks yeah. like ginger ale. Yeah. Like, if I was to tell you at home that this looks like ginger ale, you would just go crack open a ginger ale pour. That's mm. what it looks like. Well, I also, maybe it's important to, to note that a couple of the things, there's 
there's two different designations that I'm looking at here. One says ginger beer, mm-hmm. and one says ginger ale. Okay. Uh, I don't know if there if that makes a difference or not. Well, but. I think that ginger ale typically is lighter and less complex. Ginger beer tends to have a stronger ginger flavor. Okay. But I mean, it's not like there's a designated. Yeah. It's not like there's such a thing as IBUs for ginger. Yeah. There's no right? domain appellation it's, control yeah. for soda pop. Yeah. So this one, anyway, this one looks like ginger ale. Yeah. So let's have a smell. I do get not quite as much ginger as the first one, but mm-hmm. it's present and maybe a little more like, a little less fresh. Yeah, less fresh. Okay, so one of the things that I talk about when I'm doing judging is to like draw a parallel or say this tastes like that. There was a beer down there. There was one of the sours, and one of the judges just nailed it on the head. He said, this tastes like an egg roll with plum sauce. Well, that actually sounds pretty good. It sounds awesome, right? This one, so there's, I'm going to tell you, smell this. And it smells like, are you ready? Mm-hmm. Snow pea stir fry. Uh, yeah, you're right. It does. So it smells like fresh garden peas. Like when you snap them open and the like whatever, <clears throat> whatever liquid is in the in the skins. Mm-hmm. You're right. But Holy then the shit. ginger. Yeah. So ginger and, and fresh peas. There you go. Wow, you're, you're so right. Yeah. No, this guy is, this, these kids were right on. Like, they knew what was going on. Nice. But now, take a sip of it, and you will be transported to a location. Wow. It's... Does it... Do you, do you have an idea in your mind of where you are? Because you may not know where you are yet. But I don't if I tell I you, you are all of a sudden going to, like, warp yourself there. Okay, tell... I Like, I think I do, but... Well, where, where do you think you are? Like, it, t- I want to say that kind of, like fresh vegetable quality carries through mm-hmm. like it feels yes. like a garden almost yes or uh or or an orchard of some kind but definitely like yeah i think i would say a garden this is a this is an indoor garden greenhouse yes because it's humid because it's humid yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's got it's got this it's got uh, a dustiness on the end it's it's a little bit like uh, like mm. the the powder that comes up if you're mixing perlite or vermiculite yeah. into garden soil I'm not huh. that big a gardener, but I am constantly attuned to flavors, and they stick in my brain. Yeah, and <clears throat> so this is this is super evocative of a particular place that I enjoy. I yeah. love to walk through garden centers. Is that it's interesting? Is that a beer? Is that a, a, a soda that you want to drink as a refreshing beverage? Maybe if it was a little colder. A little cold. Yes, this has to be icy cold. But I and it, this put this with some Alberta Premium Rye. Yeah. yeah, yeah, right. A little ginger snap that yep. would be really good. This definitely feels like the more adult version of this. Yes, beverage. this is the most complex we've had yet. Like, if you if you say complexity equals grown upness, that is the grown up. Yeah, you're correct. Because like the first one's very simple. Yeah. Uh, the second one has another wrinkle to it. Like yep. there's the textural wrinkle and then the addition of the lemonade factor. But this does feel like it's got a little more, more going on. Yeah. I don't know that necessarily means I like it more, but there's more but to it's it. Interesting. Yeah. And that's the thing about beer judging. We're obvious these are sodas, but beer judging especially is that there's good and there's interesting, and yeah. not every good beer is interesting, and not every interesting beer is good. Yeah. Well, I think about the the burning fuse that we tried. Yeah, oh, the last I love that beer, which is both interesting but also and very good. evocative yes. for me, right? And that's the other thing is if a beer can transport you to a place mm. or time, you're gonna like it. Yep. Uh, so, like a dank enough IPA will take me to, like, 
agricultural centers and horse barns like it smells yeah. like piss and pregnancy yeah. and mm-hmm. uh, like I say that to people and they're like, ew. I'm like, no, you don't no, understand. In a good way. Yeah, exactly. Like That's that. like when I describe Campari. It's like earwax, but in a good way. Yeah, yeah they just, people don't quite. People are like, there's no good way for earwax. And it says, here, have a glass of Campari soda. Yeah. Uh, or uh, today, like one of the beers we judged today. Oh, shit. What was it that got said about it? Damn it. It fell out of my head. I hit a, I hit a pothole. I haven't even had any pot. Ah. Uh, Do you want to drink the last one here? Yeah, yeah. Let's try the next one. So I like... I still think we've we've drank them in my ranked order from best favorite to least favorite to least favorite. Yeah, um, although I'm I might change my mind about the the middle too. If okay, at the, by the very end interesting. There was ginger. The ginger ales were the hardest ones for us to get through. It was like the most complicated figuring out the root beers. It was pretty easy. Yeah. number one, number two, number three, number four. Interesting. I know there's there's a root beer I've tried and I don't know that it's on the table. Oh, maybe it is. That feels almost like a little savory to me. Like mm-hmm. it's quite intense. You know what? I think I know which one you're talking about because two years ago when we judged, uh, one of the one of them came up and it has like a like a, a preserved meat nitrate smoke. Mm-hmm. And it so it tastes like a hot dog. Yeah. Yes, that is the one I'm thinking of. Yep. And it still tastes that way. Oh, good. <laughs> Gesundheit. Thank you. And yeah, no, it's and I was I la, last year I was sitting there with 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 two kids, mm-hmm. and I was like, "What is going on with this drink? It's weird. It doesn't taste like correct. It there's something yeah. out of left field in this." And one of the kids says, "It tastes like a hot dog," and I was like, "That is exactly right. it." And that's what I love about kids. Yeah, is that. Tell it, like any adult would be embarrassed to say that root beer tastes like hot dogs. Yeah, because that's not what root beer is supposed yeah. to taste like. You would like. try to lean into, oh, it's I I detect something savory. Yeah, or it's a got a hint of smokiness. No, it tastes like hot dogs. Yeah, you're right about the no filter thing. Like yeah. they'll just kids fucking are tell great. You. Yeah. So this one, so this is very hazy mm-hmm. and uh, pale to the point of being almost white. Mm-hmm. Still get that nice ginger aroma, but again, maybe a little more candied or, yep. or not fresh. This is not fresh. This is, yeah, more to like, this is like candy ginger. Mm-hmm. Which I think is interesting that there's been like candy ginger, powdered ginger, yeah, uh, fresh ginger. Yep. And like ginger ale is something that you can play around with more than I really thought about. Like root beer, obviously, you can play with yeah. botanicals. All you want. All you want. But ginger ale, like it, you, there's a certain honesty to ginger ale. Yeah. Right? It's like lager. It's, it's like lager. It's the lager of, of of soda. Yeah, yeah, you're right. But I do like that. Like it's got a nice aroma. It feels refreshing. Yeah. It almost like it does kind of evoke some lemony character. Do you know what it. this reminds me of? Hmm. Have you ever had Schweppes bitter lemon? No, I haven't. But I've heard about it. Yeah. Like I, I'm aware that it. Do you exists. want to talk about something that's good with gin? Schweppes bitter lemon. Schweppes bitter lemon. Huh. Schweppes bitter lemon and a nice like a a, a burly gin. Right. Nothing subtle. Yeah. Dad's taken to, uh, like, I, I think maybe it's like Campari soda, but these little bottles of red, like, bitter Oh, soda. Chinotto? Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, so. Yeah, I love those. In some San Pellegrigio, or it's yeah. like, it, in sparkling water, yeah. and, like, you get that nice bitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is probably the most boring episode of Drink This Podcast that's ever been made. I'm having a fucking blast. Fuck those people. <laughs> Let's let's listen to Matt and mm-hmm. Matt and Owen drink chase, beers. Chase ginger ale. Yeah, chase ginger ale. So this is like 
this has a little bit more of that lemonade quality yeah. as well. Um, the ginger doesn't carry through; like it's not as dominant, but it is there. It's present, yeah. Um, again, I like this is quite nice. This is refreshing. This, the way that we described it earlier was, this is like what if you took a a thin slice of lemon and a thin slice of pickled ginger and ate them together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good way to. Like it's super like this is a palate cleanser. Yeah, absolutely. And so because both of the ones that were lemonade are made by the same company. So I wonder like that clearly there's like a family resemblance yeah. going on oh, here. Oh, for sure there is. Um the the one is a sort of the lighter version. Yeah. Yeah. I like that though. It's good. I still think number one is my favorite. Yeah. Okay. Like I think I would go. Something like that. All right. Do you want to do root beers real quick? Yeah, why not? Quick. Yeah. Okay. So let's. That's your order. That's my order. Yeah. That's your. That's your least favorite. That's your second. That's your third. Yeah. Okay. Let's leave those there. Okay. Because it's not like they're getting any warmer. No. (laughs) Do you want to riff a little and all pour? Uh, sure. So. uh, Fuck. Okay. I gotta go get some more cups. All right. Well, we'll just take a break then. I can. I don't think I can vamp for that long. We're back. Woohoo. So, the way that we did this downstairs. Ooh, there's was, that Ed retention I was looking that's, for. Well, yeah, because we got the dark, dark caramel sugars in here, and those hold the bubble together a little better. Wow. Oh. I got to take this one. It's right. Nick. All right. Hello. Okay, so so the way that we did them downstairs was uh, there's based on color. Okay, so it, there's two that are kind of paler, and one that is in the middle, and one that's kind of dark. So we're gonna uh, let's organize them in that same way because okay. my, that's how my brain works. Yeah, that's what beer has done to me, lightest to darkest. Oh, yeah. Trying not to get it on your board. I appreciate that. Thank you. And... Oh, since we didn't find another opener, did we? Oh, yeah. Right. All right. Matt's going to go and... Everybody look away. Everybody look away. He's going to open it with his dick. Man, I wish I could do that. Uh, oh, I thought I was kidding. No, he's really going to do it. That is disturbing. Holy shit. Okay. All right, here we go. Do you want to, since you got it, you want to pour the last cup there? All right, so that means that from palest to darkest, there we go. Okay. So let's, do you want to start in on the the palest? Okay, yes. All right. Situated here. There we go. All right. Yes, we'll do the the palest first. Palest first. All right. Here you go. I'm gonna smell it. Let's do this a little quicker though. Okay. So smell. Get that raisiny, sweet yep. kind of. It does smell like root beer, but mm-hmm. it's yeah. It just feels stuff a going bit, on. Yeah. It just feels a little bit. Little, like it's a little more. A little minty on the nose. 
Oh yeah, no, like, yeah. like right on the end. Yeah. 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 Raisiny, yeah, I would say raisiny. Yeah. Definitely raisiny. It's got some dried fruit character to it. Mm-hmm. It's real nice. Um, it's a little bit like drinking uh, a spiced Belgian double. Yeah. Yeah, that didn't ferment all the way up. Yeah, exactly. This is a failed spiced Belgian double. They didn't put in candy sugar, so it didn't come out dry. Yeah. That's good, though. I don't, yeah. I don't mind that at all. Which yeah. one was that? Uh, that one was... Wait, okay, we switched these ones around, so that one was... Okay. That. Okay. <clears throat> All right. And then we've got that one. Okay. Okay. So this one has a bit more, like the aroma is less rich, like a little sharper aroma, yep. but a similar kind of just duller version of that kind of. Do you get a little cinnamon on the nose? Yeah, it carries through on the palate too. Yeah. Yeah, that's what's well, that's what I'm describing as sharp, cinnamon heart. Is the cinnamon, yeah, and it's it's like you get the sarsaparilla character, but there's definitely a little more cinnamon going yeah. on on the on the palate as well. Yeah, that's better than I rem- I've I've had this before. I like that better than the last time I had it. Yeah, hmm. so that's interesting. So then we got this one. This one's a little bit <clears throat> a little bit darker. We'll have this. Oh, okay, that's a bit of a different aroma. What do you think of that? That's more it's traditionally more sub- root beer. Yeah, a little more subdued. Yep. Less sweet. Like, I get less of the sugar. That's definitely drier, yep. Mm-hmm. And then this one here. <clears throat> Excuse me. I don't get much nose off that at all. Sniff your sleeve. Refresh your palate. Oh, God, I shouldn't do that. Yeah, that's what I thought. As soon as I did it, like, that was a mistake. To me, of the four, that's the most traditionally root beery. That's the closest to going and getting some A&W or some higher. Yeah, no, I would agree with that. I think the one I like the most might actually be that one, followed closely by that one. All right, so where's your favorite? It's that one? Yeah, I do. I think it was the first one. Like, okay. it's uh, maybe if I had more time to sit with it, like if I was drinking like a full glass of it, I might yeah. change my mind and go for one of the other ones. Well, but that's like, the thing is like one of the things you got to look at is these are not one of the questions that as a beer judge you ask is sure this tastes good as a two ounce sample, but would you I drink a more? pint of yeah. that? Uh, and like I was in the hoppy session category mm-hmm. today, and that was a big point of conversation like is this sessionable in the sense that i want more than one not just can i do i want to exactly so yeah i think it's gonna go your favorite one four three two one four three two that's pretty close actually this one came in i think this one didn't the kids didn't like that one as much it's too but it's it's really aggressive it's yeah it's a grown-up root beer yeah this one the kids really liked because it's the most root beery your pick for ginger ale, also the kid's favorite. Was it really? Yep. Nice. Um, so, yeah. No, this is... Uh, Slingsbot. Palette of a child. <laughs> I can't argue with the truth. No, no. That, that, that was a lot of fun. Um, okay, we're going to take one more quick break. I'm going to switch out a piece of gear, uh, and we're going to bring in another guest. We're going to do a bit of an extended sad when it's over, uh, and we will be right back.
Okay, folks, we're going to put a pin in that right there. We will be back, but we will be back next week with the end of this conversation. We hope you enjoyed it very much. A few things to keep in mind. Check us out on the socials, at DrinkThisPod, whatever platform you want to find us. I'm at Slingsbot. Our guest today, Owen, is at Judge on Twitter. Uh, you can also email us, DrinkThisPod at gmail.com, or visit DrinkThisPod.com for other episodes, as well as the other members of the Screaming Doctrine Studios family. They're all there for you to listen to. 30 Years of Dough, the Alberta Craft Beer Guidecast, the OG Drink This Podcast, Beach House Brewing Pod, all there for your listening pleasure. Check them out and join us again next time on part two where we talk with Owen and our next guest, Michael, about some Star Wars and other fun stuff. We'll see you then and drink with you again soon. Screaming Dachshun Studios. Big old dicks.